Welcome back to another episode of Marketing on Mars. Today, we got Brutus Lemar. Lemar or Lemar? Lemar, yeah. Lemar. I'm glad to be there today. And, um, Thanks for inviting me, uh, Simon. Yeah, and uh, my understanding is your, your bloodline, um, is, is it a French last name or French descendant? No, United States. It's uh, from the United States. Yeah, Brutus is also... Uh, from that area, yes. Okay, but uh, your your father is uh, is from from Africa, right? Or your grandfather? No, actually, uh, you know, I'm uh, coming from an African American family. Uh, it was, was mostly present in Louisiana, and I grew up in France. Oh. And uh, yeah, that's the reason. Oh, why. you grew up in France. Oh, yes. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, so Brutus, you are the chief marketing officer at Braindate. Um, and just so people are aware, Braindate is a peer learning solution um, that's reinventing the way people learn. And the way I see it, based on what Brutus shared with me, is you kind of like a crossover between Zoom and LinkedIn, kind of merging it together. Um, Braindate works with major Fortune 500 companies like Salesforce and uh, Airbnb, just to name, you know, two, two, two of the companies. Uh, it's a seven-figure business, growing super fast. Um, so, Brutus, super excited to have you on today. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really glad to be there today too, uh, and uh, yeah, sharing marketing tips, trends, uh, what's new, what works, what doesn't work, all these things that are so interesting, especially at the moment. Yeah. 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 So. I just I just gave Brutus the shock of his life. Where I uh, told him that we're starting the show off with a shot of hot sauce, and basically the way that the show works, we're gonna be putting you on the hot seat, Brutus. Um, we're gonna start off the show with a shot of hot sauce, and because we want to get to the the, the nitty gritty, we want to get down to the secrets. I'm gonna be asking you questions that maybe you don't want to answer, <laughs> and um, every single time you can't answer a question. No problem. You just take another shot of hot sauce. Is that fair? It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, you right. want me, so I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. So let's start off. I'm going to pour some. I got some Carolina Reaper hot sauce, which is the second. I think it's the second or third spiciest pepper uh, in the world. Um, last time I died, so hopefully I don't die this time. No, pretty right. not. Yeah. We have a conversation <laughs> to have. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers. Ow. Is that spicy? Yeah, a bit. I mean, I used to uh, use this on my pizza, but uh, not, you know, uh, <laughs> without anything. Take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ready for the for the tough questions then. <laughs> oh man! All right. So first, before we begin everything, just tell us a little bit about. Um, tell us a little bit about your company. Right, yeah. a brain date is the is the major is the main product. Give us a little short background on on brain date, what it is. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's a very uh, fascinating company in a way. It's been twelve years, uh, funded by a university professor. So at first, you know, she she founded the company to reinvent the way people meet and learn, and adding a new layer of education to the world, which is about peer learning. This is sometimes what we call collaborative learning or social learning. Even now, you know, it's a buzzword. But 12 years ago, she was really visionary to build, you know, that company 
with that vision. And since then, you know, we ended, we've started as a social network uh, back in the days 2010, 2011. So really at the origin of social media. But then we grew a lot in the event industry, uh, thanks to powerful uh, conferences such as C2 Montreal. Uh, you've mentioned, you know, some of our clients we are providing brain dead for the user experience. But the, the, the really exciting part for me now is that we are entering a new market, which is the long-term vision of the company uh, with brain dead every day that is going to power and to bring peer learning to organizations all around the world. Yeah, so so you mentioned conferences was where every everything started. Uh, it started 11 years ago, so that was, what, 2010, 2012? Was when 2010, 2010, the company yeah. started? Yeah, exactly. 2010. And it started off with uh, events and conferences. So is it kind of like, you know, if, if, if I'm thinking it properly, if I'm going to a traditional conference, I go, I meet you, Brutus, and I connect with you. I add you on LinkedIn and all that stuff and we can talk, but it's live at the event. We can actually, you know, talk and exchange notes at the event. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's even uh, a bit more, uh, you know, I'd like to start with what was the, <clears throat> you know, the problem to solve when we launched to, you know, bring data to events. And it was really about when you are going to a, a large conference, you know, when there are more than 1000 participants, how to, how to oh, help yeah. the participants find the right person and the right conversation, because we want to save everyone's time. You know, we want them, we want to connect them meaningfully on mutual interest. So the, the, the way we work is unlike every solutions you might have used uh, at conferences, these solutions are connecting people on profile. Braindead is connecting people on content. This is why, you know, there's that kind of analogy between Zoom and LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, there's content you cannot connect. On Zoom, there's no content, but right. you can connect. And we are merging these two, actually. Right. So content, like every single time I make a LinkedIn post, the, your platform will analyze things that I talk about and it connect it, me, me to someone else. It's even more than this. Uh, when you are going to a conference, we create you an open space, let's say a forum, when you can create your content and people can interact and book meetings with you based on that content. Not because you are Simon, chief marketing officer of such company, just because you are Simon who wants to talk about podcast and how to generate opportunities through podcast, mm. for instance. So, you know, it's really about transitioning people, people from a traditional sales perspective about, I need to connect with that VP because it's a VP instead of, mm. you know, you should connect with that person because you have mutual interest around podcast, you know, business generation. Wow. And, and so, uh, that's amazing. And, and is that still going on today after nine years is still used a lot in conferences? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Obviously, we had some, uh, you know, hiccups with uh, the pandemic because we used to provide a solution only live. So we had to develop yeah. a virtual solution in three weeks. It was the quick, the quickest go-to-market strategy I had to build, actually. That's very <laughs> interesting. Uh, and then, you know, thanks to this, we developed a hybrid solution. And now we are ready to bring that solution to organization, especially in that world, the future of work, people are remote. Remote engagement is a, is a core, uh, you know, challenge at the moment for managers. They are looking for innovative, innovative solutions like this. So before we get into everything, I wanted to share uh, any numbers you can share to let us know how large um, 
the company is right now, either revenue or amount raised? Yeah. So first of all, we are still privately owned uh, since uh, the beginning, uh, which uh, gives you as a chief marketing officer the complexity of generating revenue before investing. So, you know, you cannot mm -hmm. rely on uh, millions from VCs. And uh, in regards to numbers, what we target for, for the end of the year is to be 50 employees, 5 million uh, revenue. We are planning an important growth for next year, thanks to the launch of Braindate every day. I see. Cool. And uh, in terms of uh, in terms of number of clients or number of users, do you have those stats as well? Yeah, actually, we have a real time dashboard uh, powered. You know, it's our client management system. Uh, actually, we are at six hundred plus clients uh, already. Uh, and yeah, you know, we saw an important. Uh, uh, modification after the pandemic, you know, we used to be at a very high price, uh, before pandemic, but yeah. we had to reinvent ourselves, launch new business model, more accessible, like a, a self-serve uh, solution. We, we launched last year. So now the, the, the price mm. per client decreased a lot, uh, from the pandemic, but for the good, because we also increased our customer base by, by a large amount too. Yeah. Um, and, and how many, like when it comes to users, I guess it's users in terms of the people that come to conferences and also the employees at these large companies, right? That's how you count number of users. Exactly. Uh, there are, there are uh, just a difference between uh, memberships, okay? The number of, you know, uh, memberships we need to create for the platform and the number of people mm -hmm. who are using the solution, which is different every time, you know, like, uh, like every solution. So, uh, we are pretty close to 1 million uh, users. Uh, that's the target for next year. So, you know, we are growing yeah. fast on that number. We are doing mm -hmm. events from 50% to 200,000. Wow. So, I mean, you know, the large scale, events. yeah, the scale is very yeah. big. That being said, you know, that large events with 200,000 participants, you cannot expect to have 200,000 on your networking solution like Braindate. So, you know, you scale down the adoption rate in regards to that number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I'm a Salesforce or Airbnb and I, mm -hmm. or like a, obviously not Salesforce, but a different company and I want to use your solution. What's, what are some of the use cases? Like, why would a big Fortune 500 company like Salesforce want to use Braindate? So we've started with these companies by bringing Braindate to their flagship event, the annual user conference. Think Salesforce, Dreamforce. How to help, you know, back in the days, Dreamforce was 300,000 participants. How to help someone find, you know, the right match at, in San Francisco when you are participating to Dreamforce. So we started that way. But then they discover new possibilities to unlock peer learning, especially at internal events. Think about Salesforce senior wow. executives breaking down silos, helping them to share best practices. Co-development is also something where we are really, really powerful. Um, so, you know, these are the use cases where they can use Braindate. But now with the launch of Braindate every day, they can also now even use Braindate on an ongoing basis for their internal communities. Think of Tableau. They have a, a you know, a data uh, collaborative uh, community, a very important one. They can, they use Braindate, you know, to connect people along the way during the year uh, between them. 
And now, you know, we are entering into what about your employees using a solution every day for onboarding purposes, for, um, uh, you know, all the activities you are doing, such as corporate networking events, you know, these things can be powered by brain data. That's amazing. Okay. So now let's talk about the product. You created a new product during COVID. You brought it to market very, very fast. What was the go-to market strategy there? You were entering a, like you said, you did a lot of in-person events, but this new product was targeting virtual events. So it was yeah. kind of within a similar fair, but different. What was the go-to market strategy there? So it was, uh, I don't want to say easy, but it was easier for me in the fact that since uh, 2017, we are using uh, not the same strategy, but we are relying on the flywheel strategy, marketing-wise. Okay, you know, for me, uh, customer advocacy, uh, ambassadorship is very important and powerful. So what is nice for me in March 2020, even if we've lost 95% of our revenue in four days, I was able to rely on my ambassadors, my power users, my champions, my clients, you know, to let them know we are developing that new solution. And the easiest way for me was to do a virtual event. So in three weeks, what we decided as the go-to-market was let's do a virtual event for people to experiment. One of the mistakes probably we did was we did this without even thinking of a beta or a soft launch. We were strong mm -hmm. on, we are ready in three weeks. And I, I, I can mm -hmm. tell you that I've never seen such engagement internally about a common goal. You know, it was really wow. something we had to do. But then when we launched, obviously we had some hiccups and, you know, we learn, but we should have done a soft launch and then an official event, you know, that's, but that being said, that go to market, uh, was absolutely the right choice. We had about 200 leads in a week able for wow. us to get back on track for the year and to generate enough opportunities to survive because at that time it was really to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were no need to do, no need to run ads and spend crazy amounts there. No need to do organic and do influencers because you already have clients, big clients that you've worked with in the past. And so it was, was it as simple as you just literally sent an email and said, Hey, we're doing this. Are you interested? And it's like quick, or was, was there a little bit of educating or, um, follow-ups that, that were required? The, the, the important thing is that we are highly focusing, you know, in the flywheel strategy among the different tactics, we are highly focusing on the delight aspect. Okay. We are here to build relationships with our clients that are professional, but also personal. So then, you know, mm. it's like professional friends you can rely on. And, you know, we were all in the same boat at that time. So they were really open to help, to participate. You know, we didn't have to really push too hard. You know, they wanted to help us. And, you know, mm. even at that time, what saved us, at least for a few weeks, was the fact that we had clients who paid us in 2020 without having the chance to uh, get the product we contracted together. 
just because they right. wanted to so, help us. They wanted to help us. So they mm-hmm. paid without having the services. And then, you know, we find a way along the way to, you know, get back on a, on a, on a new collaboration. But that customer advocacy was a key part of the success in March 2020. Yeah. Wow. And uh, was that you personally that reached out or did you, was there a huge sales team that kind of reached out? Um, was it just one massive email blast or was it super... Everyone was on board, and I, I would say that uh, the, the the absolute lead of that project was our CEO. It it right. has to come from the top, you know. When you it are has, dealing has with to come from the top. exact, when you are dealing with so many uh, challenges in a you know in a short period of time, everyone should be on board. But the CEO is really the front line uh, where you are. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. And That's at that amazing. time, you know, I was not the. I was at that time. I was not the chief marketing officer. I was more in charge of uh, sales and marketing, but uh, mostly sales. So I was really focusing on, you know, securing revenue, the, the maximum, and finding new ones at that time. Yeah, I see. And then, so what happened when you? So you got two hundred leads in the first week. That's those are some fantastic numbers. How did you get? up to the 500 mark or 600. So that's, a, that's another 400 uh, additional clients. Did you record some of the, the events that, um, um, that th- these new customers, these first customers uh, created and kind of use that as marketing afterwards? Like what, what was the marketing strategy after that first period of you know, customer advocacy? So we continued uh, relying on that advocacy, okay? You know, we still wanted to provide the best experience for them, you know, for us to capture also word of mouth. I highly believe in word of mouth, clients referrals, you know, sure. direct referrals. It's it's directly SQL, you know, it's uh, <laughs> when that email is entering, it's SQL from the, from the start. So we continue relied on this. However, you know, what... Uh, where it's challenging to answer your question is the fact that the industry changed a lot too. In the fact, these 200 were for virtual events. But, you know, yeah. now in 2022, now we are back with four clients for live experiences. And the virtual clients, exactly. some of them disappeared just because, you know, virtual events are facing really hard troubles at the moment. Some, you know, uh, innovate. It's hard and to monetize. Exact, exact. So that 200 yeah. two years ago is not the same 200 that than this year on, in, you know, in a, not in a large part, but mm-hmm. you know, in a, in an important portion. So we had to continue relying on this. But uh, where we've made a very important, timely, wise decision is January 2020. Uh, no, even just before we launched our blog. And our blog mm. was the content strategy. We wanted to capture more organic uh, traffic and qualified opportunities too. Right. Um, okay, so now we're talking about actual sh- strategy. So first step was the, um, the advocacy. Mm-hmm. Second step was to build organic um, uh, content, mm-hmm. right? So then you yeah. started, a, started a blog and... Does the like what percent of your uh, leads come in through the blog versus? Uh, I assume there's some outbound as well, right? There's some outbound or some inbound. Not at that time. Actually, we we've started outbound three months ago. We hired our first oh, okay. team. Yeah, we never did outbound until then. Uh, we were able to oh, wow. 
to continue living without any uh, external expenses or even a BDR team. Now we are entering into that mode because I want to balance flywheel with the funnel strategy. At some point, you need to have a combination of both. My flywheel is working well because uh, something I didn't mention yet is where we emphasize a lot and still now is the fact is our uniqueness and we are strongly advocating our why why we do this mm. we want to be unique compared to alternatives or similar solutions on the market because of our mission and the reasons why i told you that the company was founded by a university professor we are an ed ed education-based first company before doing networking for events so we use the blog to advocate or why such as also you know press exchanges you know uh, you know that kind of activities were really powerful to 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 provide that inbound amount we needed for years but now as we want to grow wow. and with the new product and with the fact that i'm uh, penetrating new markets i need to you know use the funnel strategy for that one at least to to launch at least to launch right I see. So give us a sense. Uh, so that means that all of the growth that has come, you know, from 200 to 600 clients or, or whatever the growth has been, it's all come from inbound word of mouth and you, the, the blog. So the blog must have a lot of traffic. Exact. So there's uh, just, you know, these two, these two strategies, clearly the blog, but then there's another one that I found very useful and I'd like to share because I think it's a, a secret sauce here is I'm um, using a lot event, but for visibility. Okay. So, okay. Event, event marketing. You're talking about uh, using the events to, for marketing and that's a secret sauce. Explain a little bit. What, what, what does that mean? So actually, that's uh, that's an interesting part in the fact that, you know, I'm coming from the event industry trade shows, so I know how to operate sponsorship, booth, uh, you know, exhibitor, uh, management, let's say. And, you know, it used to be very important amount to invest with sometimes unclear ROI because of your sales cycle. You know, sometimes a lead or an opportunity can come two, three years after, but you need to be there because, you know, this is the event of the industry. And mm -hmm. when I joined Braindate, what I found fascinating is the fact that we are powering a solution for event organizer. And sometimes, you know, let's be frank, they don't have the budget to bring Braindate. But for me, it's interesting to be there because there's potential leads or potential buyers present at this event. So what I'm doing is I'm finding exchange of services and visibility with these organizers for me to capture new leads without spending a lot of money because I'm offering wow. my solution in exchange of visibility. And I mean, here it's very typical. It's very typical to brand it because we are offering that solution, but don't underestimate the exchange of services when it can have a marketing, you know, uh, opportunity for you in the long run. And I found mm. so useful for me in, instead of spending ads, you know, to capture people, I prefer to find an agreement with Salesforce and, you know, cover part of the budget for me to have visibility and then maximize my marketing budget at the end. Wow, because if you can successfully 
be a sponsor or power an event that has 100,000 people, even though it's for free and you're not making money, you suddenly got a reach of 100,000 people there. That's exactly Whereas it. If you, wanted, if you wanted to run ads to hit 100,000 people, how much money would you be spending in yeah, order to yeah. get real? And, and these are your main targets. You talk about a target audience. This is your target audience. Right? Exactly. And sometimes, you know, you have events with the business leaders that is exactly my ICP. So, I mean, I'm interested in being there no matter what. So, this is where we start mm. discussing the value. And then, obviously, you know, when you are doing event marketing, the core part is please do your analytics. Please, you know, uh, assess your ROI post-event because otherwise, how you would know next year where to invest, but you found golden nuggets, you know, and uh, you mm. need to rely on this one long run. So that's a very interesting one. And the other aspect that was missing on our part, because every time I'm doing my SWOT, one of my main strengths is that people are doing brain dates. They are doing my products, such as Zoom. You know, you are going to Zoom and it's very powerful. And, you know, until the beginning of the year, we didn't have a website, uh, braindead.com. We had only E180, the name of the company. So the main the focus of, of the first yeah. semester of the year was to build a website, braindead.com. That way, when people are at events, they do braindead, they can directly catch to the braindead.com uh, website. So my traffic at the moment, without any ad spending, is skyrocketing on a month-to-month basis because we launched in February. We invested a lot into internal SEO. We provided and we created a lot of SEO content-driven, uh, you know, for the blogs and, you know, even we paid uh, external articles. And all my rankings on the website are skyrocketing at the moment. Insane. That's that's crazy. So just to recap, your go-to-market was customer advocacy first slash ambassadors. You can put that in there. You got the blog, which is generating a lot of traffic. And then yeah. you focus on partnerships, key partnerships with event organizers. Exactly. Anything else, anything else that that is significant in terms of uh, marketing channels or strategies that brought some ROI or these are your top three? Actually, yeah, th- these are my top three on September 8th. The fact is, is that we are starting to invest into social media since April, oh, okay. much more. We hired someone for that reason. We are starting, as I told you, to uh, more, you know, list management with BDR that are important. Uh, we invested, I, what I'm doing at the moment is I, I'm assessing sales tech. I know that for a chief marketing officer, yeah. it, it kind of, you know, being beyond your role, but it's important because at the moment, you know, for instance, I just registered to um, a video walkthrough uh, solution. You know, there are mm. many, many more solutions at the moment providing many. this. Yeah. Many. So I've chosen one. You know, we're going to start uh, next week uh, because I want to provide more insights also to my people on the what's, website. What, I, what's the name of the solution? I've chosen, Nav- I, I've chosen oh. Navatic. I've chosen Navatic, actually. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you were going to take your, take your first shot of hot sauce there, but okay. All right. You disclosed that. No, I told you, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm fine answering your questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you're starting social, you're starting outreach, very important for B2B, uh, yeah. for B2B company. Yeah. 
Final piece, paid ads. Is that something that you're going to be testing out at all or, is, uh, or have you tested it and it didn't work in the past? So I did test uh, very uh, low amounts, to be honest, you know, a few thousand dollars to start. I'm starting Google Ads because of my SEO for that reason, you know, so, but the results right. are really lower than expected. Where I would like to double down, but uh, I would be curious to hear from other chief marketing officer at the moment is video marketing. Yes, this is a core part, but this is a part where you need to invest a lot, both time and resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, That's I'm not a company yet where I could have a full video specialist within my marketing team. And if I go mm-hmm. external, it's too expensive. I know that, you know, results are there, but now, you know, my different strategies, I'm really, uh, conscious about the way I'm spending because there are so many ways of increasing your marketing by not spending. And for the ads, you know, the fact is I'm also kind of a chief uh, marketing officer of another company, my wife's company in perfume. So we are running ads for that company and I'm seeing a decline since the last six months on all Mm. channels. TikTok is hard to engage because, you know, it's a more long run. But if you look at traditional ones such as Instagram and Facebook, it's declining Mm. uh, on a regular basis at the moment. Declining as in... The cost is declining results, or the results. Uh, return, the results return, are The return, yeah, the return. I'm seeing a 10, 15% decrease per month on return on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be uh, a bunch of factors. Uh, I mean, cost, there's no, there's no secret. The cost of ads have been going up. And yeah. it could be the other, the, on the other, on the flip side, conversion rates are dropping because maybe we're in a recession. And there's less spending. That could be another factor that's reducing conversion rates. So when you have increasing spend, increasing costs, reduction in conversions, that could be resulting in you know that's a right. drop in ROAS. That's right. So cool, yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brutus. It's been it it's pleasure. been amazing. Unfortunately, we couldn't get you to take any shots of hot sauce, so you answered everything. I'm gonna so grab uh, you know my end of the glass just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can eat spicy. We'll we'll have to get you to try some of this uh, in person someday. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. I got, I'm sure I got like gonna... three really spicy ones. Okay, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna connect at uh, at an event in the upcoming weeks or months for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for for the for the people listening, if they're interested in Brain Date, what is what, what should we look forward to for the over the next six to twelve months? What are the next big milestones? What are the next product releases? Like, what should we be looking forward to? So, yeah, the next big milestone from, for, for, for us, it's really about raising awareness about brain date every day. Where I'm really strong is the fact that every time we have a, a client call, a partner call, or a stakeholder call, people really love what we do for organization. The fact is no one knows. And, you know, this is where mm-hmm. ads can become interesting. But September for me is a, a month with very interesting events coming in, in regards to what I've mentioned. Uh, so yeah, the next big milestone for, for us is continue capturing our early adopters of that solution, learning with them, refining the product along the way for you know early next year to be fully ready, where I will emphasize and let's 
I'm going to share my secret sauce of the next three months is the fact I'm going to double down on the marketplace. We're going to start with being present on the Slack marketplace, first of all, because we already have a great partnership with them. Then Microsoft Teams, HubSpot, Salesforce, all these ones, I want Braindead to be present on all these marketplaces. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing everything. Appreciate your time as usual. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to do this again one day. With pleasure. Thanks a lot, Simon, for having me today.